Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No And now we are on. Hello. Hello. Where are you there? Hello. I'm here. This is this is the emergency broadcasting system of Ballarat's taking in parts of Melton to let people know that we haven't died, even though it's been a long time since we've done one. So I've called on, I've called on, it's cruel to say, no, we got letters, and I can't play any themes this week, Adam. I, I, Adam? Yes? I can't play any themes this week. You can't. I'm, no, because I'm in such a rush that I've had to record it straight into the machine that usually plays the themes, and it can't do both. Right. Okay, do you want me to do a quick a cappella version of your theme? Yes. Dumb down atheist oh. podcast. Oh, no. oh, yeah, no, keep going. It was awful. Dumb down atheist podcast. Dumb down atheist podcast. And we had mail. Can you do the? Um, you took the time to write them. So who are we to fight them? Oh, well, that's that's inevitable. Took yeah. the time. No, I, I, you know what? I, I probably could, except I've got a bit of. I'm on the edge of a head cold at the moment. Do you, so. want, do you want me to channel him? Could you? Yeah, get out to align your, align your chakras. Yeah, okay, hang on, I'll align them. I'll use, <laughs> like, tell? on the other episode where we had that hippie dude doing the, remember the, um, what was the thing where he's playing his E string and oh. it was giving the vibrations? Yeah. Kinesiology. Yeah. Well, hell, oh, I've got him. Hang on. Nev, you oh. there? Yeah, I'm here. Hang on. Well, you took the time to write them, so who are we? Who? Who? A derby? Yes. Play the right chords. I'm trying. Took the time to write them, so who are we to fight them? As long as we can cite them, we'll read them ad infinitum. Thanks. I couldn't resist joining in. Oh, so I haven't had time to do much. But we did get this thing, okay, uh, from Mark Kirby a long time ago. I'm now you're getting 500 downloads per show. Well, a couple of shows I did anyway. You'll remember some of your old listeners. Happy to print flyers for you. Seriously, he said. Happy to do the $1 a show if you want to set it up. But I'll suspect you need more than just me if you're prepared to do it. He's no longer working for the evil bankers throwing widows and children out into the street. And now he's running around in the wilds of Suffolk. <laughs> There's a pregnant pause there. I didn't hear you say anything. I wasn't going uh, to... I didn't want to cheapen this. Whereas you drive up to Pike's Reservoir, don't you, and run around naked in the pine forest or something. Well, it's... <laughs> That's more your sort of thing? Waving I head... I don't like to say. Waving headless chickens about. Um, I'm now close to home, he says, working in Ipswich and cycling to work every day. And the pounds are fall. Uh, oh, no, the pounds are not falling off. Oh. Um, 
Anyway, glad you're still... He's, he's enjoying every hour of it. I don't know about this, the emergency broadcast. Um, don't be lonely. Hey? We'll reserve our judgment. Yeah. He says, don't be lonely, says Mark Kirby. P.S. Adam is a good foil for you. It's not to be a foil. You're a foil. Uh, maybe he means you're Jewish and you're a moil. Well, I'm a foil already. <laughs> and I said to you, what is it? Don't get too wrapped up in yourself, seeing as you're a foil. That was about the best. Oh, you're breaking up. You're breaking up. Have you gone? Where have you gone? What did you say then? I said, then you disappeared for a little bit. Oh. What do you mean? Can you hear me? I can only. Yeah, you're sort of going, you're saying like this. Is that any better? Yeah. No, not really. I can still hear your voice. Ah. And I was very upset because we got our first negative. I got my first negative review on iTunes. Oh. Yeah, I'll have to bring it up. Hang on. I should be prepared for this, but I'm. Oh, hang on. Oh, that was it. Oh, shite. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, no. Hang on. Uh, ratings and reviews, right? Right. Now, I, I, I'm not going to bother. Sorry, Robert. I'm not going to bother looking it up because I was just doing something as well. That's probably what caused all that interference. Ah, don't do that. Um, I'm not touching anything. I don't have enough ratings, so it does say that I'm not rated in terms of anything because I've got a couple from America and a couple from England and four from Australia, but every one of them so far has been five-star, Adam. There you go. Except for this one. And, Let's hear it. And during the week, I had a plan to come up with a jingle for um, the bad ones when I occasionally get a bad one. Okay, but I haven't had time to record it, so I'll just have to. I'll have to just do it quickly, and then eventually, one day when I'm alive, I'll get a record. I'll do a recording of it. All right. That sounds perfectly. Okay, it goes a bit like this. So it's sort of got that right, and you got haters going to hate, haters going to hate, haters going to hate. Back down like that, and then haters going to hate, haters going to hate, haters going to hate. Something like that. Lovely. And I was I was hoping to get Ronnie Cheng to do a voiceover for it, you know, because he always does the haters going to hate thing. He's going to hate, yeah. Yeah, and, but then I figured if I can't get him, I'll just get you to celebrity impersonate him. <laughs> okay. And it's from Rockin' Chair. I only get one, one star because I don't think you can give no stars. Mm-hmm. Rock apostrophe un space chair who is this guy is the title of it and just five little words does he ever shut up no isn't that that nasty and from someone who listens to podcasts too well listens yeah go on well if someone were you know if you if you were to shut up would a it wouldn't make for much of a podcast Mm. and b you know, I keep coming back at this point, but uh, it's free. Yeah, I know. If you didn't like it, why would you download it and then go out of your way to say something nasty about it? But then I'm kind of a bit fascinated by the people who hate it, and then I figure, I wonder if he's listening to hear whether he get he or she gets a mention. And then I thought, maybe I've been abetted. Yeah, well, you you may well have been, but... Um... Well, I might have been abetted because... Um, you know, like when to- uh, Tony Abbott and Kevin Rudd were doing the debates before the election, remember that? 
and Rudd was up going, oh, yes, and the specificity of the such and such and the so forth of the thing and this and the blah, blah, blah. And then Abbott goes, does this guy ever shut up? <laughs> See, I thought it might have been like a sneaky little... Oh, yeah, a, a nice little reference. Well, yeah. there's one easy way to work that out. What's so that? a review should have a, uh, uh, have a date submitted on it, shouldn't it? Yeah, it was, well, it was like November the 2nd, so it was well after Ooh. that time. So, yes, that's right. It could easily, he could have, he might have listened to one of those shows where I was having me rant about Kevin Rudd. Well, it's more than likely. And now, for, for the overseas listeners, Kevin Rudd could have been our Prime Minister. Well, he was our Prime Minister, then he wasn't our Prime Minister, then he was our Prime Minister again, and then he could have been the Prime Minister again, but he got beaten at the election, and so, and and yesterday our time he resigned finally which is I think was really good I'm sorry I was I was expecting you to make a longer point and I just uh, took that moment to take oh, a sip of my coffee did you oh great well let's yeah, but, that, um, yes. well, let, let's, uh, let's eulogise Kevin Rudd shall we just for the next three or four hours three or four seconds <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so I think I got abetted but, I, but what I found funny was some people now on, like, Facebook have been saying, good riddance, you stupid old bastard sort of thing, right? But well, a lot of, but some of those people were also the people who said, don't be a fuckwit and vote for Tony Abbott at the election, which meant had their words um, convinced people, Rudd would have been our Prime Minister again. And now, mm. But now that he's resigned, a lot of those people are going, oh, good, good riddance to the old prick. And yet, if they'd had their way at the time of the election we'd have had to have voted for him because they were saying things like, don't be a fuckwit and vote for Abbott, you see. Maybe they're just being universal in their hatred of uh, either of those two and at least being consistent in a warped way. Yeah, but I, I feel incredibly sorry for poor old Ruddy. He'll, he'll leave with his... No, he'll leave with his uh, meagre meager pension for the rest of his life. Mm. And seeing as he has been a Prime Minister, doesn't that mean he gets like 300 grand a year or something? That's plus, that's in the ballpark, yeah. Yeah, plus the use of uh, the Commonwealth and a free air travel. Or st- I, don't, I don't know because he wasn't knocked out at the time of being pre- prime minister, so I don't know if he quite gets the thing. But I feel so. I do feel a great sense of sorrow for him. Him and his missus. She owns that huge multi-million-dollar businessy thing, and I oh, just. Well, they'll evidently just have to. There'll be some belt tightening going on, obviously. Yeah, yeah, like. Yeah, the rest of us have a little thin belt, and they'll have a belt like it's wide, like Santa Claus's belt, just to just to tighten up, just just a smidge. And um, the other, and I had to laugh because his predecessor, who first knifed him in the back, then he knifed her in the back, put up her um, humble abode in Altona, where she was the sit, where she was the member. And okay. said in 1990, whatever, they bought it for 180 grand and now they're expecting to get 600,000 for it, which I always find very surprising. It's like when you go through the depressed suburbs like Footscray and they want 600 grand for houses there. Who'd have ever thought houses could be worth that much money there? But they are. Well, they're not worth it, but that's what they cost. Yeah, that's what they cost, yeah. The, and they. A lot to be said for an artificially inflated market, isn't there? There is, yes, yes. It's full of aspartame. Oh, yes. aspartame and things made by Monsanto and they said you know she's going to rough it with her two million dollar mansion on the beachfront in Adelaide heaven for Ben <laughs> uh, 
But there is a downside to that. Oh, is there? Yeah, she's got to live in Adelaide. Fair enough. Yeah. So, but if it's worth two, if that's worth two million bucks in Adelaide, right? What would that be worth if it was in Melbourne or Sydney? Well, I, I'm I'm thinking about it the other way actually. Too, if it's worth two million dollars in Adelaide, yeah, thing is, it's perpetually 1987 in Adelaide. The relative worth of two million dollars in 1987 was yeah, you know, a damn sight more. Yeah, that'd be the equivalent of like a $10 million mansion. That's exactly. That's what that's what I'm getting at. So everyone was feeling terribly sorry for poor old Julia because they were saying, oh, you know, it's isn't it dreadful? But when you really look at it, apart from having to live in Adelaide, it didn't really look that dreadful, apart from Adelaide. Awesome. But with, with the retirement package she's got, I guess the great thing is living in Adelaide, she's got plenty of money to be able to, um, when, when it all... Buy something? Well, when I it gets... What did you say? Sorry, go I was about to say something very horrible, and I uh, censored myself. Keep well, going. I was going to say, because when it becomes too much, she can always um, jump on a plane and fly to Melbourne for the weekend or Sydney uh, or whatever, because she's got plenty of money. And then so Adelaide wouldn't seem so bad if you if you can fly in and out whenever you've had too much of it. Adelaide, like any other city, is very easy to leave. <laughs> Mercifully. <laughs> You'll get hate mail from Adelaide now. No, actually, uh, now we can. Well, I say we. I mean you. You're heaping rather a lot of shit on Adelaide, but yes, um, I am. I I have a special connection to that uh, erstwhile city. You filthy swine! Not that kind of connection. Yeah, go on. Oh, I've only be, ever been there. To, okay, here we go. Life story. We've only ever been. I've only ever been there twice. Me too. Um, I've been there twice. Hmm, yeah. Once the the. the more recent times a few years ago when I played a gig there at a festival but before that was oh 20 years ago yes and that's when uh, a young well not that young I was about 19 at the time so when a young Adam Kochi set off forth on an adventure to um, I was doing some work over there at the show yeah you don't the, call you know, what, like, work what you don't call what you do work surely was it no no no, was no. It drum well, related no I, no it wasn't it was working at a show being a not a carny oh but working in one a, of the a, pavilions a there. pickpocket no no <laughs> a shyster a huckster keep going <laughs> anyway the uh, the whole upshot was that um, I fell in love with a local girl there but uh, alas it was not to be and she oh right and she wasn't your cousin. Uh, well, no. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's Tasmania. Sorry. <laughs> well, if we're going to offend everybody, we better do it properly. Let's go across the board. Go on. Yeah, don't get me started on Western Australia. Um, okay. <laughs> so that's that's basically my emotional connection to the place. Uh, that's you know, it, is it? A young, a young. Well, not that young girl. Relatively young. Yeah, not not the kind like they've just had in Canada, where they're doing a big no. sweep and rounding people up. No. She was an apple-cheeked young lady rather than using the word girl. You've got to be careful on the internet. People might get the wrong idea. This podcast is going to be flagged somewhere. <laughs> so that was that. It does, so apart from that, that's it, is it? Well, that's... That's, that's your story. That's it. It's sort that's of... The very, that's the very abridged version of the story. That's why oh, I'm, I'm kind of reluctant to bag on Adelaide too much. Thank goodness. Again, I, thank goodness. I live in Victoria, so I've got every call. If you can call that living. From thetelegraph.co.uk, the royal family has long been devoted to the practice of homeopathy and inbreeding. In fact, to this day, there's a court homeopath. Now, what a cushy job that's got to be, eh? 
a position that seems anachronistic. Anachronistic, isn't? Oh, isn't that like anarchy? No, that's when something doesn't belong. When something like a position or a piece of technology doesn't belong into the time in which it's placed. So, example, it's two thousand and thirteen now. Yeah. If we had, you know, if we still had horses and buggies or we have, or, we have got horses and buggies in Melbourne. No, now you, you can hire as them common, as a common mode of transport. We'll tell that to the Amish. Go on. Okay. All right. Let's let's go the other way. We've got you've got a mobile phone. Yeah. If we were to time travel, not that, yeah, whether you believe it or not, if we were to time travel back a yeah. hundred years, yeah, the, the concept of a mobile phone would be anachronistic. Yeah, but only because it would be before its time. Well, it's whereas homeopathists have been around since ancient days, but they're still around now. So it sort of isn't anachronistic in a way because to be anachronistic would have to be they had a homeopath before there were homeopaths. So let's say if homeopathy was first conjured up in the mind of some deranged lunatic in, say, 1700 or whatever it was, 1800, if the royal family in the court of 1600 had a homeopath, that would be anachronistic, would it not? Well, yes. Yeah, so... But I think think it's in... uh, I mean, I don't want to get into too big a debate about it, but I think it's anachronistic in the sense that the very idea in itself of having a court-appointed mendicant... Or yeah. a you know a practitioner of something like that, or a court a court appointed lawyer like they do in America. Well, yes, we're going to issue you a court appointed lawyer before we find you guilty and hang you to a tree. Yes, go on. So, so is that <laughs> is that a little a little clearer? What is? Well, the idea of having a medical practitioner, yeah, who practices a uh, let's face it. A, Quackery, yeah. And no, come out and say what you and, really and, mean. And, and older quackery that's not, you yeah. know, scientifically validated or whatever. Yeah. In the current time, I think it's anachronistic in that sense. But I didn't think that's what anachron. Well, I suppose all right then. Okay. I always thought it was like if they're making the movie Ben Hur, and then you see someone ride past in the chariot with a wristwatch or something. Yeah, that's well, that's another example. Yeah, but that's that's taking something from the future and throwing it backwards, not something from the backwards and throwing it to the future. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, the the concept of anachrony is probably one that works b- backwards better than better than forwards. Right. Because we use, I mean, it's hard to take previous. Oh, sorry. Uh, so is technology. that a bit like the public service or something? <laughs> Works better backwards than forwards. <laughs> I wouldn't know. And no, I keep going. Don't let me stop I, you. You derailed me. That's um, the idea of of anachrony. Like I said, is it works better going backwards than forwards because we have technology now that couldn't have been dreamt of back in you know a hundred to two centuries. No, centuries. no, I got to pick you up there because it could have been yeah. dreamt of. You see. Like, it, it like when Jules Verne dreamt of the concept of the submarine. You see, people might have said, that couldn't have been dreamt of back then, but he did dream oh, of it. You could dream uh, whatever you want. Okay, I, I, could, I could dream I was a huge triangular creature floating about in space with the brain the size of a planet if I wanted to. Mm. Doesn't mean I am, but I could. Okay, well, all right, maybe I've phrased it a little inelegantly then. Um, the concept... Of dreaming of something obviously doesn't believe, but you know doesn't singularly belong in. Any is is there a term? Button. Is there a term for uh, the expression "busting your balls"? Is there a term for it? Yeah. 
Because that's what I'm doing. I'm busting your balls. Doing a basically. derby. <laughs> doing a derby is my thought. Doing a derby. You just watch it. There's a Bible named after me. I uh, yes. Go, go on. Well, there is. Uh, I just I've lost the link to it. There, there's a there's a Bible named after me. I'm going to look it up right now. But no, on d- my, hang on. Uh, yeah, go on. No, look up Derby phone. Bible, and you'll see that there is, and that that gives me credence to do practically what I want. It was here, the book of Wikipedia. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, Wikipedia. I'm getting, Wikipedia then, eh? I'm getting shit from my computer. It doesn't want to. It doesn't want to load. It keeps telling me that Google Chrome can't find Wikipedia. Really? Oh, come on, you stupid piece of rubbish! And now I'm hitting the back button, and it doesn't want to. It doesn't want to do anything for me. Come on, stop it! I'm trying to do something on my phone, and it's not wanting to work for me. because uh, g- Google goes down sometimes. It does. It goes. Which goes is, down rather... <laughs> Here oh. we go. At least I've got the Google page back. Oh, I, I don't know why that does it. I thought it was just me, but... It's trying to stop me. F- Did you just go then? I didn't... Do, no, I'm still here. Oh, it sounded like um, Skype hung up. No, no. No, 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 it's not letting me do it. Uh, shall we talk about something else? In no, moments? no, hang on. Wait, yes. wait, wait, oh, wait, no. wait. No, it's shitting me now. Wait a minute. Why? What else did you want to talk about? Um, I was just, just trying to stall. I was wanted to stall, basically, while you found what you were looking for. Oh, hang on. I'll find it. Here we go. Oh, no, find that it. is the wiki link, too. It's taking me to Gmail. It just won't take me to, um, just won't take me out of the, won't take me out of Thingo. Why, why is that? Why would it do that? You, I put in I put in G into the address line, and the first thing it came up with was Gay Bible. <laughs> really? Yes, you ought to clear your history a bit more yeah. often, son. Yeah, what does that say? Hang on, Darby. I'll try finding it somewhere else. All right, hang on, Darby Bible. Um, all Darby Bible Gateway. Oh, hang on. There's a. I don't need to do that. Oh, hang on, it's too late, I've already done it. Wait a minute, no, no. Down the side of the page, there's an abbreviation of Wikipedia. The Darby Bible refers to the Bible as translated from the Hebrew and Greek by John Nelson Darby. Darby uh, published a translation of the New Testament with revised issues in 1872 and 1884. So it's fairly up to date when you really think about it. So just watch out. I've got my own translation of the Bible, so I can make things say whatever I damn well want them to, all right? Now, the anachronistic. As the royal horologist... You got anything to say about that? No. Okay. What would a horologist do? Uh, The master... Oh, sounds a bit S&M. The master of the Queen's music. The Queen's father, George the VI, was a firm convert as was his father, George the V. Now, of course, back in those days, they didn't have the scientific knowledge what we've got now. So you can understand them being a bit sucked into it. But these modern day, you'd think they have more sense, wouldn't you? Her Majesty is not only devoted to homeopathy, which she also uses on her animals, oh dear, um, <laughs> but the broader spectrum of alternative medicine. And it is said that that her avoidance of illness for her 60 years on the throne, which is a long time to have diarrhoea, I think you will agree, but that might be all that homeopathic water goes through you like water, 
uh, on the throne is due to supplement. This is the bit I always love. This is due to supplementing her conventional medical regime with herbal remedies. <laughs> so so she, she really doesn't have faith in it because if she did, why doesn't she just go off her uh, conventional remedies and take her chances? It's the same as those people, you know, the the, the surgeons go through hours of life-saving operations. It's touch and go. And, they're, and then it's in God's hands. Yeah, they're in the best field. They're, they're, they're the finest at what they do. Yeah, and then afterwards the TV cameras come in and they interview the parents or people and they go, we'd like to thank Jesus for saving our son or uncle or whatever. No one ever thanks the surgeons. But it is Prince Charles, famously so in tune with nature, that he talks to plants on his high grove estates. Now, that doesn't surprise me in the least. Yes. Now, because Charlie, Charlie is a bit of a, has a, at least a perceived reputation of um, being, being a bit of a hippie. Being a bit of a wacko. <laughs> well, yeah, as, as hippie as you can get for someone. Well, in a way, I mean, he could be considered a bit of a hippie considering he's on the royal equivalent of the unemployment benefit. That's right. Well, he's the third... He, now he's no longer first in law. No, is he? Or? Yeah, yeah, he's still. I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how the uh, lineage works, but it works by marrying but, cousins. That's how it works. It does. <laughs> no, he he is. He's the next in line, but I don't think she's gonna. I don't think she's gonna get off the throne anytime soon and wipe her bum and let him ever sit down. I wouldn't think so. I mean, she's what? Uh, she's oh. about four hundred years old, I think, at the moment. Is this sedition? No, this is an edition of the Dumb Down Atheist podcast. Yeah. But is... But yeah, what, we're, what we're saying, is it... Yeah. Does this count as some sort of treason? I don't know. I mean, not that I care that much. We can hold I'm it up. Wondering. We can hold it up to reason and see if anybody agrees with us. Because remember, this, this podcast is already going to be flagged by some sort of... Yes, it will be. ...security service. Yeah. And now, now that we're talking about... Uh, Her Majesty getting off the throne. Yeah, yeah, it's getting off the throne. Um, famously so in tune with nature that he talks to plants on his high grove estates. So if he's growing lots of dope, do you think he speaks in a dopey manner to his plants? <laughs> or he does sound a bit. He does sound a bit sort of. But well, that's just the royal speak. But they do sound a bit slow sometimes when they talk, don't they? They're sort of like, oh, and I asked mummy and she said, oh. <laughs> Are you is- saying that a speech impediment is a result of yes. generations of inbreeding? I am. Robert? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Who is, al- who is alternative medicine's staunchest supporter amongst the royals? Indeed, one of his most enthusiastic advocates in the UK, or its most enthusiastic advocate in the UK. The practice is, he told the World Health Assembly in Geneva, I wonder if they could stop laughing long enough to listen to him, rooted, oh, I like this, rooted, rooted in ancient traditions. Yes, well, we don't doubt that. Ancient traditions, of course... Uh, you mean like bloodletting and leeches? Although they do use leeches again these days for stuff, but that's oh well, never mind. Um, that intuitively understood the need to maintain balance and power. Well, the human race has intuitively intuitively understood a lot of things that have turned out to be very seriously harmful, haven't they? Yes. 
it's a bit like the Bach flower remedies where old Mr. Bach, whatever his name was, decided to do away with the scientific process and just let his mind wander. But <laughs> it worked out. Oh, it worked out very well. It's 10 bucks for a packet of homeopathic chewing gum if you're in your local chemist. And harmony with our minds and bodies in the natural world. Well, I wouldn't take my chances in the natural world because in the natural world you're likely to be grabbed by a bloody great bear who rip your head off and shit down your neck. Most likely. Most likely. I'm sorry, I'm just reading ahead, sorry. Have you... Have I've got it on my phone. Oh, that's right, because I did send you the links, didn't I, just in case you were you interested to, to jot down anything. But I only gave them to you late last night, so of course you haven't had a moment to scratch yourself. How's your washing doing, by the way? My washing, actually, now that one, you thought the Adelaide story was great. Yeah. Actually, uh, we had a, I had a bit of a problem with my washing machine the other day. It just oh. decided to stop working properly and leak everywhere. Oh, right. Oh, dear. Rather like the royal family. <laughs> uh, though, <laughs> and it was all... Basically, what happened, uh, for a quick tip for everyone, if you have a little filter at the bottom of your washing machine, check it regularly. Oh, yeah, because you get nails and coins and all sorts and, of stuff down there. Yeah, do. And as soon as it uh, gets blocked, oh, by cracky, it... Um, I'm, I'm always interested how actual socks end up... I, I actually can solve a mystery to people. Because you know how people say that you've always got pairs of socks and then one day you've only got one and you have no idea why. Mm-hmm. Check the filter at the bottom of your washing machine. Oh, yeah, many many's the time there's been a sock or a yeah. lolly wrapper or yeah. So I can th- that mystery is now officially solved. All right. So take care out there, kids. <laughs> take care. Yes. Um, keep your socks in a sack. They sell those sacks, and you can put socks in the sacks, and they stop oh. the socks from being sucked into the filter. I couldn't think of a word that began with S for filter. I'm sorry. Though his interest in the subject dates back to childhood, when he also believed in fairies and goblins and probably, I don't know, that one day he might be king, Charles's public <laughs> devotion to alternative med- medicine first became clear in an address to the British Medical Association in 1982. Oh, my God. How could you stand up in front of a bunch of real doctors and honestly keep a straight face and do that? That was 1982. It was a different era. It was an earlier time, Robert. Yeah, I know, but there, there was science around in 1982, and um, a lot of pink jackets and fluorescent and fluorescence. Yeah, socks and choose light. Was it? No, it was probably a bit. Yeah, early. choose. Well, that's right, and and glow in the sh- glow in the dark shirts, glow in the shirt darks. On the 100th anniversary of its foundation, I think I'll find it's the 150th. Sorry, 150th. I am sorry. Right. I'm sorry. Charles, oh. you're, you're reading this on a tiny little phone. Your eyesight must be very good. <laughs> and you've, you're, you've just turned 40, haven't you? Yes, I have. Within five good. years, you won't actually be able to read that phone. I've got news for you. And it just comes overnight. One day you can read, yeah, you can read small print, and then the next day you wake up one day and you, you find you need longer arms to try and read it. And then what you do is you live in denial for a little while, and then after that, you go to, like, the reject shop and you pay for those $4 magnifiers. Right. And then eventually one day you cave in and you actually go to the optometrist and you bite the bullet and you do a little eye check and then you get a prescription pair of glasses, which within five seconds you lose, and then you go back to using the magnifiers from the um, garage shop thing. Charles, sitting in his study at Highgrove, was struggling for inspiration. <laughs> 
on what <laughs> on what to say. Of course he was, because it's all hokum and bunkum and piffle. And now he's sixty five. He's retired now. They're going to give him. They want to give him the pension. Did you see that on the news? I rough, a little roughly heard of it. I loosely heard of it uh, last night. Yes, I, I loosely saw it again this morning on News Twenty Four, and his wonderful um, staff of of um, what's the word? People who wanted to have a jolly wheeze um, made him, and I don't know what they put in the cake when I think of jolly wheeze, but they made him a cake, and on the top they made it look like a British bus pass for pensioners. <laughs> So now you would think, right, because he's already on the payroll, that he wouldn't qualify for the pension because he's got too much money. You would think so. Do they have means testing over there? Well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking they probably don't because it said on the news that he will donate his pension to charity. Oh, okay. Which I was thinking, if he really wanted to donate it to charity, why not take it in? Why not have it in? The, why not just not accept it in the first place? So that that oh, money good. would go to a pensioner who was poor. Mm, okay. Because it seems silly, doesn't it? He can big note himself by saying, "Oh well, I've, I donate my pension to charity," but that's sort of if it just wasn't given to you in the first place. I mean, you know what I mean. Now you'll walk around. Well, yeah. What what you see, what you don't see, you don't miss. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was thinking, because in Australia, in Australia, yeah, if like if you've got millions of dollars, you don't qualify for the old age pension. And there's an argument where people say yes, but people with a lot of money still should get the pension because they've paid more tax. That's right. But I think obviously in Britain that doesn't count. Everyone just gets paid the pension, unless of course they just make a special exemption for him. I don't know. I haven't looked it up. Charles, sitting in his study at High... Oh, we said that. And he wandered about the bookshelf where he picked up a tome, because he was oh. feeling a tome, uh, mm. about the 16th century physician uh, Paracelsius. You familiar with his work, Paracelsius? No, I have to say I'm not. Oh, good. That'll save us going down. That'll save yeah. us... That saves us wandering down a path where we really don't know where it's leading. After reading just a few pages, mind you, didn't read the whole thing, just read a few pages. I probably opened it up and it said, to my darling wife, what's a name that would go along with Paracelsius? Uh, no. Columbia, Columbia Minor? Oh, that's, that's not Greek. Oh, okay, yeah, let's do it, yes. Labia Minor? Minor or Farangina, I don't know. Farangina? Is that sexist? <laughs> yes. To my loving wife, Farangina, I dedicate this book. Uh, he read that bit, and then he read the index, and then he shut it. So he read a few pages. But the idea is crystallized mm. for what the medical profession described as, you ready for this? <laughs> a, se a seminal outburst. <laughs> so Camilla must have been round that day and she oh, oh god don't put that picture in my head she may have been under the desk Monica Lewinsky style while he was reading it I don't know and was I, she feeling a little hoarse I'm my dear I'm having a seminal outburst I have often thought that one of the less attractive traits of various professional bodies and institutions is the deeply you mean like the royal family is the deeply ingrained suspicion and outright hostility 
which can exist towards anything unorthodox or unconventional. Now, he thought that only after skimming through a few pages. Perhaps if he'd read the whole thing, he may not have come to that conclusion at all. Very possible outcome. So, so what he was saying basically was, to my to my learned friends in the room here, you've all been to university and studied and worked in hospitals and had a lifetime of experience. Well, I just want to tell you that I skimmed through the pages of a book, and I'm just here to tell you that you're wrong. Hmm. It's, uh, and he, he gleaned all that from just reading a few pages. Well, that's of, what uh, I mean. He decided to sit down with professionals who know their chops and basically tell them that they're wrong and they're hostile. Well, ours not to reason why. He no, knows best. No, ours is not to reason why. Ours is just to realise that it could be a long time before we become a republic. I would suggest that the whole imposing edifice of modern medicine, for all its breathtaking successes, is like the celebrated Tower of Pisa, slightly off balance. Oh, <laughs> I beg to differ. I would suggest that the whole notion of homeopathy is very off balance. Breathtaking, it's breathtaking. You know, whatever is like the celebrated Tower of Pisa is slightly off balance. You know why the Tower of Pisa is off balance? Because it was built by homeopaths. <laughs> it was built on a rather a shoddy foundation, a bit like the idea of homeopathy. Was it built like on a thing that might have underground water? Because it might be homeopathic That's, water. There you go. It might be homeopath. Maybe it ties. That's how it ties in. I don't know. I. I'm just a simple farm boy. You're just a girl who can't say no. You're in a terrible fix as a working mother of six. <laughs> so I like that. I would suggest the whole imposing edifice. So in other words, for all its breathtaking successes, it's wrong. It's still wrong, yeah. Well, there's, there's a reason it's breathtakingly successful. Yeah, because it's had all these... It fucking works. Yeah, it works, but you're wrong. Because you're so right, you're wrong, all right? That's fucked, oh. isn't it? And they, and this guy could be the king of England. Right. Charles's well, Charles's faith in alternative medicine is grounded. <laughs> faith in medicine is ground. See, it doesn't matter how much faith you have. Like old James Randi says, a belief in something, no matter how strong, doesn't make it proof. <laughs> it doesn't make it real. Charles's faith in alternative medicine is grounded in the teachings of Swiss psychiatrist Carl Jung and German philosopher Kurt Hahn. Right, okay, very good. Which is to adhere to the ancient healing processes emphasizing the treatment of the patient as a whole. At least, at least a few holes. Yeah, or treating the patient like they've got a big hole in their head perhaps. Yes, so you've got a problem there with your intestines. We've noticed a cancerous growth, but we're going to concentrate on you as a whole, so we'll begin with your feet. No scientific proof that any homeopathic treatments ever worked. Hang on. His speech prompted the British Medical Association to set up an inquiry. Then it's in brackets, which found no, in 1986 no scientific proof or any homeopathic treatments ever worked. So, in in fact, his zeal to try and normalise the practice of hocus-pocus then forced, obviously, those doctors who had to sit and listen to this bullshit to set up an inquiry that, in fact, proved that Charles was barking mad. So he ended up, he ended up from the sounds of it, 
bringing about the very thing that he didn't want to bring about. He expected them to sit there and say, Oh, Charlie, you're so wise. Instead, they looked at him and thought, Who is this fucking inbred idiot? Uh, an ideological rift between Charles and much of the medical profession that ensues to this day. Gee, I wonder why. Spurred on by letters from supporters... <laughs> they would have had the court jesters and everyone busy that day all typing out letters under fictitious names. <laughs> Dear Charlie, we think you're a wonderful fellow. The prince continued to promote his views, all on the public purse, I might add. Right. Just like that inquiry would have been. Yes, uh, including uh, to, to include the cause of homeopathy. He's said to have discussed the issue with successive health ministers including Jeremy Hunt. <laughs> the good old culture secretary. Yeah, Jeremy Hunt, who is a cu culture secretary as recently as this summer, which would have been our winter, arguing for a register of practitioners of holistic medicine. <laughs> Uh, sorry, and I just dropped my phone. That's what that outburst was. What did you do? You dropped your what? I just accidentally dropped my phone. Oh, okay. Are you hold. Oh, no, because you're reading your phone but Skyping on your computer. And commissioning various studies in conjunction with the Society of Homeopaths, <laughs> which would be like Gala Night in a Nut, a nut Asylum, wouldn't it? They come yeah. in with a little jester's hat on a bloody stick. I just invented the cure for leprosy. Hurrah! It's a glass of water, isn't it? Yes, but it's very special water. I never watched the Mitchell and Webb look show. Did you ever watch that? I love Mitchell and Webb. I never, I never sort of saw it when it was on, but I watched uh, a thing on YouTube the other night because they had a segment from it where they had homeopathic hospital. <laughs> and that, that was really funny. You know, they bring the casualty in, he's got a ruptured spleen and God knows what else, and the guy goes something like, Quick! Get me, um, uh, you know, bane of witch's claw, <laughs> uh, strength of one to ten thousand. No, wait a minute, this is serious. Make it one to one million. <laughs> and then the guy dies, and then they're sitting. The homeopaths are sitting at the bar drinking their homeopathic beer. <laughs> and what is it? The guy goes, "Yes, we lose a lot of patients, but if anyone ever comes in suffering from what is it?" Uh, unexplainable tiredness or feeling a little sad or weary we know that we can fix them every time <laughs> foundation for integrated health a charity that lobbied oh right they call themselves our oh, integrated health right okay so that's orwellian speak for drinking water a charity that lobbied for homeopath homeopathy to be considered alongside mainstream medicine in hospitals Oh, fuck. It argued that embracing such treatments would benefit patients and save money. Cutting the cost really? of... Yeah, cutting prescription drug bills by 50%. But filling up coffins at a rate like you wouldn't believe. Yes, we saved all that money not giving them prescriptions. Oh, that's good. And what sort of... say? Oh, well, we saved up to 50%. But unfortunately, that got eaten up because we had to buy a lot of body bags. Because people died from otherwise preventable things. Yes, but we saved the money on prescriptions. But in 2010, the charity closed. <laughs> <laughs> later admitted, they probably all died of some incurable oh. disease. La later, or, a cure, or I should say they died of a curable disease. Later admitting that the allegations of fraud and the arrest of a former official were to blame. Wow. <laughs> 
and because they probably opened up the money bags in the safe and found he'd poured homeopathic money in there. <laughs> he'd taken the real money out as a saving and filled the bags up with homeopathic money. This water has the memory of money. That's right. I slapped it with a 10-pound note and reopened the same year under the banner for college or the banner of College of Medicine, which Charles is not overtly involved. Ah, that, that's the word that sticks in my craw, overtly. Does that, are we to, uh, you know, so hang on. infer from that? We to infer from that that he's covertly involved? Yeah, so in which it's Charles is not... Like some sort of puppet master? Yeah, so he's not overtly involved. He's sneaking around behind them, whispering things into their ears. You know, wearing a big cloak and such? Yeah, you watch, you watch. Come the day he's rushed off to hospital like old Phil the Greek was, <laughs> Charles will be crying out for every proper proper medicine thing there is. Mm. He'll say, don't worry, I've got my pension card, so it's all covered on the National Health. <laughs> yeah, well, we still have the National Health. Yes, uh, material... Uh, well, it's, it's, better than, it's better than living under um, that silly woman from America, you know, the one with the glass, Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin. I want to tear down Obamacare. What would you like to replace it with? I'm going to replace it with nothing. <laughs> I'm going to replace it with some guns. I got gu Yeah, because I got the cure for anything. If you show up to a hospital, they just shoot you through the head, and that's the end of that. Now, um, not overtly involved. Material about a range of herbal tinctures. Oh, I've got tinctures and balms, Jim. <laughs> sold under <laughs> sold under the Prince's Duchy Originals brand <laughs> were taken offline after the labelled misleading by the medicine's product after they were labelled misleading mm. by the Medicines and Healthcare Product Registry Agency in 2009 Charles's sceptics have become more outspoken as well the BMA which was um, uh, described homeopathy as, quote, witchcraft, unquote. And earlier this year, the government's new chief scientific advisor, Sir Mark Walport, Walport, is that, but that would be not Walpole, no, it's not a silent T, Walport, no. dismissed it as, you ready for this, quote, nonsense, unquote. I don't think they needed to quote that because it is nonsense in a way. You know, like when some people quote something somebody said, they quote it in a way like, here we go, listen to this rubbish. Mm. In a way, it didn't need that, did it? Because it is nonsense. Well, if it's a direct quote, then it... Yeah. A critical report from the Health Select Committee in 2010 <laughs> raised questions over the effectiveness of alternative remedies. David Colquan, a pharmacist at University College London, said the practice is utter nonsense, in quotes, Homeopathic remedies contain nothing whatsoever, so they're not even remedies, are they? They're not. No. Well, no shit, Sherlock. No shit, Sherlock. And <laughs> I'd like to give you one in ten, one part million of no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> What's this bugger at University College London? Well, oh, is what it a university he... or is it a college? Yes. See, well, they don't even know what the fucking place is called. Yes. What would he know? What would he know? What would he know? And then it says, then it says, um, you can take a poll here. Oh, yes. Is Charles right? Do you think homeopathy works? Like, so even if it was an overwhelming yes, it still doesn't mean it's 
just because people believe it. See what I mean? Who cares? You can believe what you like. It doesn't necessarily make it real. Um, uh, I'm skeptical of choosing unproven medicines over evidence-based ones. Yes, I'm a believer in maintaining harmony with our minds and bodies in the natural world. Not at all. There's no evidence uh, that homeopathy is as effective is effective as a treatment option. Of course it isn't. So there are two options there that say no, and the one in the middle says yes. Is that skewing the thing, do you think? I was, that was what I was about to ask you. When you, when you do, if you ever do study statistics and, and surveys and gathering of data, you very quickly learn that um, the way you ask a question very much, income, uh, very much influences the answer you're going to get. And just the fact that they've got two... Two negatives. Basically in the negative and one in the, in the positive. Well, it's not even in the positive. No. Two against, two against one four. And one sort of four. Yeah. I don't even think it's that four. Well, I've read... Because yeah. you read it. It says, yes, I'm a believer in maintaining harmony in our minds, bodies, and the natural world. Yeah. Uh, if, if you are, you don't have to... That's a little... That can be a little bit um, mutually exclusive from homeopathy. I'm a... I'm a somewhat of a believer in maintaining harmony with our minds and bodies in the natural world. But Bloody hippie! I'm I'm not I wouldn't go near homeopathic medicine with a you know any number of ten foot poles with a ten foot test tube full of water. Well, no, I mean even if my garden is looking a little picky, which it is at the yeah, moment. Yeah, you say sod it. No, no, no vada for you. Come back two years. You're the water Nazi. Well. I wouldn't go that far. Homeopathy, now I'm a believer. <laughs> yes, I drank the Kool-Aid. It was homeopathic Kool-Aid, so it didn't kill me. And yeah. it didn't taste like Tootsie Fruitsy at all. It didn't taste like anything. Tootsie Fruitsy. Tootsie Fruitsy. Ah, come on. Gary, it's a ice cream here. I love that movie. Yeah, it was a great movie, wasn't it? Well, what was that one? That was um, not Duck Soup. That was, that was Animal Crit. No. Animal Crackers or a Day at the Races? I think it was a Day at the Races. No, that was an animal. It was Animal Crackers, wasn't it? Oh, okay. Well, oh, was I'll... it? Oh no, I don't know now. Gary, it's a ice cream here. No, I, I, I insist it's a Day at the Races because uh, they're outside of a racetrack when he's doing. Oh, this. okay. And was he selling him books? He's selling, selling That's... him the form guide and the, the decoding of the. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So I'm insisting it's a day the racist. Yes. So was it there a dollar a book or you can have four for, four for five? <laughs> well, no sense throwing money away. You better give me the four or whatever it was. You're going to buy that. Uh, How much of this bloody article is there to go? Oh, God. There's loads. Don't worry. It waffles on forever. Uh, and the results so far were... Now, I voted no. I said no. I think it's a load of hogwash, Okay. Uh, but uh, 42.72%, which is 1,800-odd votes, said, yes, I'm a believer in balancing the harmony with our minds. Ooh, that much? Yeah, 8% said, no, not at all. There's no evidence that homeopathy is effective as a treatment. Oh, no, sorry, no, 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 no. 8% was, I'm very sceptical of choosing unproven medicines. And 49% said, there's no evidence to suggest it's any good at all. So that's, I mean, well, that's, I mean, I suppose if you add the eight to the 49 <laughs> and you come up with 57% versus 42%, it's still, it's still worrying that it's still fairly even. 42% do think that 
But then he didn't say to them, well, he did. It said, do you think homeopathy works? But then it goes further. Well, yes, I'm a believer in maintaining harmony with our minds and bodies. Now, even... See, you said you don't believe in harm uh, in homeopathy, but then in the next well, breath, you said, "Oh, but I am somewhat a believer in balancing my mind and my chakras and my body." Well, no, I didn't. I didn't say chakras, but I thought you if, said chakras. If you're gonna if you're gonna take a bit of on it, it did say. Um, just read it again. It, it says something to the effect of because I've lost the, I've lost the page. I do believe in balancing my body and my mind and the natural environment, well, or, or natural, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, that could mean any number of things. It could mean I don't drink poison. It could mean I don't stand outside while there's, oh, you know, I'm extrapolating a little bit. I, I don't stand outside in the middle of our pissing horrible weather that, that has been lately. It's, mm-hmm. I don't, uh, you know, the wonders of our natural world, I, I don't. I don't believe in jumping off a cliff without a parachute. Getting a tootsie I don't believe in eating things that are bad for me, but that doesn't mean... It doesn't mean I have a holistic approach to everything. You sound so much like a drummer, it's just unbelievable. That my life should come to this. I do a podcast with my friend who's a drummer. And I called you. I, I called you friend. Isn't that funny? Oh, I'm so, well, thank you, and I, I won't cut your throat. Even though we, you will, you will. It's coming. You will. Uh, but do you, do you see my point? I think no. That, I know it's only a survey question, but it's yeah. very vague. Yeah. Uh, it's, and kind of goes a little bit back to that thing when I said before about how you can very much influence the result of a question that you're trying to uh, influence the answer of a question that you're trying to ask simply by how you ask it. Yeah. Right. Look, it's not. Look, it's when you boil it down, it's only homeopathy. I know it's homeopathy. That would have made me sound like a bit of a twerp. And you really <laughs> wanted to go to the pseudo echo concert the other night. You said no, that I on didn't. Facebook. Some little, some little part of me wants to go to pseudo echo. And I said, oh, you should have called me. We could have gone and held hands together. No, it's just a pity I wasn't around. Yeah, but I can't. I can't speak because I had. A, I had. Vince Lee in my band, who was in Pseudo Echo. You're oh, Clang. So I can't really... Clang. I, Let me just pick up that name you dropped. Clang. Clang. <laughs> well, he was. Okay. He was. I mean, it was only sort of a part-time okay. band thing. He was still in Pseudo Echo at the time. They were mixing the album in LA and all this stuff, and, and so he needed a few bucks and got put on to me. And I said, oh, yeah, okay, we'll come play drums then. And one night James brought his keyboard, his brother, and then there was half of Pseudo Echo was in the band one night. So I can't really, I can't really have a go at you for it without sort of sounding a little bit hypocritical. But I was being a little tongue in cheek, but because Facebook is a visual medium in which tongue cannot can be cannot be conveyed too well. Yeah, you would have had no way of sort of divining that. No, I, I I just look for an opportunity to take the piss at the best of times. So whether you'd been serious or not, okay. you, I still would have done it to you. Fair enough. I, and I wouldn't have expected any less, to be honest. Yeah. And then I read somewhere about someone was a neighbour with somebody who did something or another. They complained that they lived, Pseudo Echo lived up the road from some other band or something, and the neighbour complained about the noise. So one of the bands got rid of the drummer and used a drum machine instead. 
And I Hayley thought, Nichols, Hayley Nichols, you little scamp. Yeah, that was in your one, wasn't it? And I was going to say, they got the drum machine in and raised the IQ of the band. I was going to say that, but for some why reason... Why didn't you? I don't know. I'm not sure why. <laughs> Again, I thought it... That, now, not that we're comedians by any stretch, okay? Oh, but speak it's, for yourself. It's an, it's an unspoken thing against comedians, I gather, that if you can make a joke about somebody, yeah. you insult them if you don't make the joke. Yeah. So I insulted you, did I? You kind of insulted me by not saying anything. Oh, and then, you, then you've gone all queenie because... <laughs> I put that thing up with Steel Saunders because he was on that show. Was it ten network? 10 something, 10. Yeah, in the morning, and he oh, highlighted oh, Arthur. Um, Cone. You know what the show, show should be called? Yeah. Really, you want to know what the show? Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad I can swear this week, and Arthur will never hear this. I didn't take the swearing out of the other one. I, it was no, I know, and I went. I was. I was very careful, and I was a really good boy last. Oh, it was just too hard in the end, and I couldn't oh. get there. It was so long, I had to cut it into two pieces. Yeah, it's like being at Subway, where they cut the foot long into two halves for you. Go on. Are you equating your podcast with Subway? Yeah. You're, you're the Subway of podcasting. Yeah, you? yeah, I am. Yeah. What does that make me? I, I don't know. <laughs> the avocado, nobody ever fucking um, goes with it. Yeah, I know, because it costs extra. <laughs> but I love avocado, but I still don't do it because it costs extra so we had the show was if you look i don't know rob robert darby 902 is my facebook you'll see a link there to when steel went on studio 10 and he highlighted arthur which was nice but he he made sort of a joke and he said something about no heckler or something i'm looking at you Ita and Ita buttrose that's not a joke name for our people overseas Ita buttrose it's actually somebody's name. It's actually someone's name. And she's a very famous person in the world of magazine publishing and media things in this country. And um, and Cold Chisel, the famous Aussie band, wrote a song about her called Ita. And she looked at Steele and she goes, uh, excuse me, this is our show, thank you. And it sort of flummoxed him a bit because he went, whoa, tough crowd. And you you took umbrage at her, didn't you? A little bit, yes. It, again, it was a little bit tongue in cheek, but my first the first reaction is usually the correct one, and yeah. my first reaction was, "What a cow!" Basically, yeah. But that's that's just see now that's not being constructive in your criticism. That's basically just hurling uh, abuse. That's abuse. No, okay. Well, how do you want me to be? She just basically got a cheap laugh. Yeah. At, Someone who was obviously nervous and just trying to establish uh, a pretext into which he was about to launch. Yeah, but isn't that what comedians themselves do? Don't they do that Ida, too? I don't know if you're aware. Ida Buttrose is, yeah, well, that's, but she broke the rule. Yeah, so she was out comedying the comedian. She heckled, she heckled him, is what she did. Yeah, that's right. Back. Welcome back. You're on the Still Saunders Appreciation Hour. My guest is Robert Darby. Shut your face. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, so you put, and I've got it here in front of me. Oh, by the way, if you want to get a free Audible download of a free thing. <laughs> no, because I promised, because he was on the other show you were on. Did you I hear know. his bit? No, yes. Yes, I heard. And I said to him, I will do the thing for him because I don't have an ABN. So you go to ilovegreenguideletters.com and you find the link for the Audible thing and you put in forward slash letters so just go to i love green guide letters and you get the audible thing and if you sign up for it he gets slung 15 bucks or whatever it is and then you can cancel at any time and he gets the money all right 
I would do it for my podcast, except I don't have an ABN, so I can't do it. And I promised him each one, and I didn't do it when I interviewed John Safran. I said I would also plug his 99th and 100th show for I Love Green Guide Letters, which is coming soon. Now, the 99th show sold out. The 100th show, I believe, still has some upstairs tickets. So if you go there, you can do that. And if you don't do that, just download the podcast. It's free, all right? And I heard the last one, and he had Greg, Greg Fleet on, who is now in love with some model who doesn't want to know him. So the most of the show was Greg Fleet's testosterone, testosterone thing. Okay, so Adam Kochi writes... I, I know... I'm sorry. I know the I know the rule. No talking during the adverts. Oh, I don't give a shit. That doesn't that doesn't exist. On my, you interrupt me because I haven't got anything funny to say. Ita Butro says, Aid Adam, Adam, Adam Kochi. Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? More like Ita Butthurt. What a cow! See, so straight away there, you the scintillating notion of your wit is just it's it's finished because it's a put down. You see, like, if there's a heckler in the comedy audience, right, let's say I'm up on stage and I'm doing some jokes and and, uh, telling uh, some sort of story, and uh, they mentioned this on that latest Green Guide podcast, you know, where you come back at the um, heckler in the audience, and it's like Sarah Silverman and various people have done this joke. Hey, I don't come down to where you work and knock the cocks out of your mouth while you're trying to do your job. That sort of then going back at the heckler in a witty way, right? Or as I would say, hey, do I come down to the fucking sheltered workshop where you work and tell you how to bang the little drawing pins into the pegboard? No, I don't, right? But if I was to turn around and say, hey, shut the fuck up, I've lost straight away. Okay. Because I haven't come back with a witty retort, you see. Now, I suppose you did in a way when you said, but hurt. I guess that is because you you did a play. I was aiming for, yeah. Yeah, you did a play on words. You sort of went more like I'd a butt hurt. What a well, cow! Not the greatest, but you know, at least I didn't just call her a stupid old. Yeah. Now whatever. Now I didn't respond at that point. And you must have felt a few minutes later like you needed to, you know, justify what you've said. Then you say sorry, but no one's picked you up on it so far. So there's really no need to say sorry, apart from the fact that you felt you'd gone too far. Because I called her a cow. Yeah, see, so even you realise Partially in Now, rather Partially. than delete the butthurt comment in the first place and pretend like it never happened, mm-hmm. you've decided to run with it. And then, then you justify that by saying, I don't like her mugging off. <laughs> mugging off. Would you like to be mugged off? Yes, please. Get under the desk. <laughs> Our steel saunders like that. See, I'm being a little possessive and, and uh, probably inappropriately... Protective a little bit, yeah, of our steel saunders. Yeah. He's, he's ours. Yeah, he's a, yes. yes, he's a national treasure. Yes, and then I put, how could I not believe when Ita tells me to? Which is a quote directly from the song Ita. Mm. I believe, I believe what Ida says. Yes, I do. It's a shock, but can you go against the wisdom of Don Walker? I said, think about it, Adam, because this is now the second time you've loosely taken a shot at someone who is in some way or another related in a way to Don Walker. You do realise that, don't you, what you've done? Uh, it, oh, okay, no. What's the, what was the first, the Casey Chambers thing? Yeah, the Casey Chambers thing, because uh, you, you said she was her caterwauling and wailing made you yeah, want to vomit. Hang on. 
we've been through this, <clears throat> and I said that no, again, partially in jest and partially a little bit from uh, a place of honesty. Yes, but nevertheless, and you know what the link is with Don Walker? I don't. I have to. Don Walker it. wrote the song that I posted there that Casey Chambers was singing. We're all going to die someday. Was written by Don Walker. Wow. So it's I'm like I'm detecting a theme here. I'm detecting this could be psychologically brought about by all those years and all the pubs you've played where some wanker in the audience calls out, fucking play Casey! Play some, play some chisels! You are wise beyond your years because now that I think about yeah. it, I reckon that's, that is somewhere deeply rooted yes. in, in, in yes. my psyche. I think you're right. That's right. See, I think, I think at least in part, that's probably got something to do with it. And remember, I didn't know the link between Don Walker no, and... No, you didn't, but it's as, if, it's as if the cosmos opened up to you in a way. You were fed it in the way like a, a, a psychic on stage says, I'm only given partial information. I'm not always given everything. <laughs> but but in a way, in, in sort of the scheme of things, that's where I think somewhere where that was coming from. And that's the line I drew with it, you see. And, I'm, and you've, you've now validated... You've now validated what I said. We are so behind the looking glass that it's not even. It funny. is, isn't it amazing? This and then labyrinth. This is more complex and arcane and, and interwebby than, yeah, yeah, inter- yeah, yeah. than than the wire. Yeah, wow. We could be reading a book by Alice Bailey from the Theosophical <laughs> Bookshop. We really could. I mean, we could. This is amazing. Yes. So um, yeah. So there you go. Hmm. Did you listen to the John Safran interview? Yes, I, as a matter of fact, I did, yes. Did you enjoy it or not? Did you hate it? I, Yes, I, of course I enjoyed it. You haven't got anything bad well, to say about you him, need, have you? You don't need validation from me, so why are you asking for it? I don't know, I just felt like... Are uh, you making comments? Ah, uh, yes, okay, so... Um, and I... I always... Sorry, I... Yeah, go can on. I, finish yeah. I always wanted to ask him that question about the... I think it was the last episode of Versus God, with yeah. you know, the possession thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. first time I saw that, that really, you know, for want of a better expression, knocked my dick off. Yeah, it spun me out too because it looks so real and I always yeah. wanted to ask him, like, what was it? Were you hamming it up? But as he said, he, he, he was he was hypnotised by the guy. Or, on the other hand, he really did get exercised. So I wrote back to you, in every war there are casualties, in every stand-up there are jokes that die. Be brave, my brothers and sisters, and know there will be other theatres of war and bars like spleen <laughs> feel better adam and know that he's in a better place now with a good drinks rider now i thought i thought that might enlighten you it might it might make you see the greater picture but but it didn't did it because it took you right back to the place where you were before that and you go sorry i still think she's a bovine so you're still saying cow, but you know, and then, still, I, believe me, the the other words I wanted to use are broadcastable, even on a podcast. All right, and so I realise, like all religious people, when I'm arguing with a non-believer, and I and I realise that I'm not going to win them over, I throw something at you which is ridiculous, like oh, I'll pray for you, but instead I said, oh, ye of little faith, and then we just left it at that, didn't we? Well, you were proselytising. That's in my right. direction, and I didn't appreciate That's it. That's right. I was using arguments from the Bible to try and convince you that the Bible was real. I was doesn't saying... That I w- you, doesn't that make you somewhat hypocritical? Well, it does, but it was a bit of light-hearted banter, so I could well, get away with it. it was just a laugh. 
It was just a laugh, wasn't it? And like all people that were raised in some sort of religiosity, it never completely leaves you, you see? No, that's true. Nevertheless, Charles's support in no small part has, <laughs> has led to a surge in oh, the good. number of people. A seminal surge? Yes, a seminal outburst and a surge of the number of patients seeking such treatment. Nearly 6 million Britons now see complementary practitioners each year, and some of them even throw rocks at them. Um, and one in four would like to access, to, would like to be universally available on the NHS. Oh, God. God, why? Oh, dear, dear, dear. Current treatments are only accessible in some areas, including Bristol, <clears throat> which, was, which, was a, which was a favourite of Benny Hill, wasn't it, Bristol? Bristol. Check out those Bristols. And Lothian. There's nothing much to say about it. I used to live in a house in Lothian Street. Over-the-counter remedies such as Arnica cream have been have seen a 24% growth in sales in the past decade. I wonder if you can use, use that when you can't get KY or something. Rachel Roberts, chief executive of the Homeopathy Research Institute, <laughs> spend all day holding test tubes full of water. How does that make you feel? Yes, I, I can feel a 37% strength in my right knee, and my penis is also very hard too. Research Institute admits that she was once sceptical about holistic medicine. Oh, dear. But she was won over by Charles's endorsement of the practice. Gee, really? Why? He must be very persuasive. See, that's argument from authority, you see. Yeah. Well, he's a prince, isn't he? And if he thinks there's something in it, there must be. Must be? Who would know better? Yes, that's argument. So, come on, or argument from authority, or popular this, that, or the other, or whatever the logical fallacies are. <coughs> the royal physician is Dr. Peter Fisher. Clinical Direction Director at a Royal London Hospital for Integrated Medicine and and an accredited homeopath. <laughs> so he's like qualified in something that's real and then accredited as a homeopath. I think those things should cancel each other out. See, accredited, oh God, <clears throat> accredited's just a smarmy way of saying he's got a certificate on the wall that might necessarily not, not necessarily mean anything. Well, it's easy enough to make up a certificate. Well, it is. These days you can print them out. Yeah, no worries, that's true. I do it all the time. Yeah, I bet you do. The royal family have huge resources. They certainly do. And now Charlie's got the pension to add to it. And access to everything medicine has to offer. Yet they choose homeopathy explains Roberts. I thought, why would they use it if it doesn't work? Oh, God. Why um, would they use it? Because that's the same as the glowing testimonial of like, oh, it worked for me. I tried it and it worked. Why would they use it if it doesn't work? The way a lot of people use a lot of stuff that doesn't work because they just believe it. You know, sometimes placebos work, don't they? That's right. No amount of no amount of belief means that it's real. Why would they use it if it doesn't work? Because they don't know any better. Because they're delusional. That's right. Because they're delusional. Ah. That's like I know people that are GPs who've gone over to the dark side. You could argue that. Oh, but that person's a doctor. Why? Because oh, jeez. She sees Charles as a revolutionary. 
not not in a Zapata kind of way. Otherwise, he'd be wanting to overthrow his own family. Like I am a. You've heard of a peasant peasant revolutionary? Yeah. Well, he's a royal revolutionary. So he wants to. What does he want to do? Overthrow the working overthrow the peasants. Yes, overthrow I want peasants. to overthrow these peasants. <laughs> he, they're taking too much share of the pension, and I could have theirs. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing those people hobbling about on their crutches and wheelchairs, how dare they? Uh, he's outspoken about his beliefs and doesn't appear to care that he's going against the tide of opinion. Well, you could say that argument for the whole royal family, couldn't you, really, in some ways? Yes. She says, he gives homeopathy a voice, even if it's, <laughs> even if it's a rather stupid-sounding one. Oh, it's homeopathic. If homeopathy had a voice, surely it'd be a lisp. Hey, come on. Is that that's? Is, oh no! I just realised what I said. That's no, I homophobic. That. That's homophobic. That well, is. You're inferring. Uh, you're inferring no, okay, that in, no. in some way like it's to, effeminate. I've just realised what I've said. I didn't mean it like that. See, I meant that. It's, uh, oh God! It'd be really okay. Maybe not all this. This is you all over. You see what I mean? You come out with these outbursts. And I called Otto Butter as a cow. And then you retract them to a point, no but then you bring it back out again. You sort of say, I'm sorry I did that. But then you come back with, but another thing. Yeah, I, I'm look, guilty as charged. See, I've I heard you. Say... Yeah, go on. Oh, no, go on. You were going to say something. I've heard you ranting and raving on Facebook. What was the other thing the other week? I'm sick of being made to feel guilty and that I'm the destructor, destroyer of the world and I'm an evil rapist and all these things that are said about me simply because I have a penis. Yeah, you know, well, I was feeling that way that day, so that's... Uh, I can't even remember what brought about that, so it can't be that important. It was mm. probably something um, some over-opinionated person said about something. Uh, I honestly can't remember. It was So you thought, I'll just vent it with my Facebook friends who have no idea what I'm talking about or has brought this on. Well, a few of them liked it, so... yeah. Yeah, check on. And I said, well, you should be more careful then <laughs> if you're sick of that happening. Uh, the royal family have huge resources. Um, oh, yeah. She sees, you know, we said revolutionary. He's outspoken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gives home. Yeah, we have voice yet. Yeah. Now we're seeing a U-turn in how it's being received. In other words, well, there's your argument for um, anachronistic, isn't it? Yes, I think so. They're doing a U-turn and, and plunging back in time. Yeah. Which I still don't really think is anachronistic. No, I mean, there's probably a better there's there's a better way of defining it without looking in uh, Webster's or anything. I'm sure there's a there's a better way of defining it or yeah. coming up with a proper well, work. Of well, what would a little African American child know about anything? <laughs> That's a thinker. That's a thinker. That, that took you back to the eighties. Your little, your little cogs in your brain went round and round. What's he talking to? Popular reference, nineteen eighties children's show, similar to Different Strokes. Webster. That's right. He was that little kid, wasn't he? Did you hear my gears? The, yeah, the I did. I did. Home? I did. And I didn't know if you were just if it wasn't going to ring home, and then you were going to just treat it with silence to pretend that you have understood what I've said but you don't think it's worthy of um, dignifying it with a comment it's a, it's a head scratcher only for a minute and then it's a laugher yeah oh, it's an alpha, hey, alpha. While we're, yeah. it's not an alpha you realise okay you keep um, throwing my various Facebook 
you know, yeah. tirades. Yeah. There's, there's actually one, it wasn't even a tirade, it was an offhand comment about something. Yeah. And I won't go into detail too much. Yeah. Not Mike, you know. That um, involves someone we've been talking about today. Yeah. And involves someone else from who is a guest of the podcast that the aforementioned person hosts, and I made an offhand comment about something. Oh, just get on with it. Who are you talking uh, about? Well, no, I can't. I can't name. Them. I'm not going to name them. Okay. Uh, and this person went so far as actually just to delete my comment. Oh, really? Hmm. And it wasn't. It wasn't nasty about the person involved. It was. It was actually to their their. Uh, their objection to it wasn't that it was offensive. Yeah. It was that it was kind of a hack joke, which I understand. Yeah, yeah. Well, if it also, came from you, it would be a hack joke, yes. Well, as I said, that that's perfectly understandable. But it also wasn't very supportive. But it's a joke which has been made, uh, you know, countless times by professional comedians, mind you. Yeah. Um, and I made it probably... It's probably been made one time too many. Yeah. And the person involved deleted my comment now that's that's all very well and good was okay. this person from overseas or australia no 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 from australia right okay and this <laughs> and person is a comedian are they this person is definitely a comedian and we've every, look, every time i'm on your show yeah this person gets a mention okay i don't know how much more uh you know un but it's not steel saunders I have no. I can neither confirm nor deny. So it that. was him. So the comment, but the comment wasn't about him. Yeah, right. You got deleted. A comment you made got deleted by him. Is that what you're saying? That's exact. Well, that's what I'm intimating. Yes. Wow, that's pretty serious, you know. Because mm. he, when I was talking to him in one of my podcasts, he's usually said he can't be bothered deleting comments because it's mm. all too hard. Mm. And that generally he'll just leave them there because, well, who needs to go through all that? So he actually deleted one. A comment, it, okay, without my, naming names, it was a comment goodness. relating to a comedian yeah. who had been on his podcast. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and the, basically there was, there was a photo. Uh-huh. And I made a comment pertaining to that photo. Right. It wasn't, as I said, it wasn't offensive. Right. And not, not overtly offensive, but it was mm. deleted on the grounds that it was less than supportive and right. kind of a hack joke. But, okay, right. knowing what you know now... Basically, that same, or at least a variation of that joke, was made on another podcast yeah. by a professional comedian, yeah. and it's a podcast I'm sure we both listened to. Yeah. Um, and it was left in. And it was left, well, the the person who deleted my, I'm being so careful, the person who deleted my comment obviously can't police that. Yeah. Okay, but I'm just wondering if he ever heard that podcast in question in which that joke was made, yeah. what he would have thought. Man. Because it's a pretty common joke to make. You're, serious, you're seriously paranoid, aren't you? You need to get well, a homeopathic <laughs> remedy to, to cure I your paranoia. <laughs> so, well, at least you... Making, hey, I think I've got to stop making seminal outbursts is what I yes, think. Yes, at least you didn't get, um, at least you didn't get um, unfriended, so... I suppose no. I suppose that's coming, and if you get unfriended, I won't be I won't be able to have you on this podcast anymore. Why is that? Well, if I'm going to try and hang out with the the better crowd, I can't have I can't be associated with a hack. Well, well okay. The, 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 okay. You're on very you're on very thin ice here. You've insulted Casey. Cham- you've insulted Casey Chambers. Yes, but I apologise for in- that. You've insulted Ita. 
You've insulted I Cole Chisel and Don Walker. How, wait a minute. How did I insult... And now you've gone round. You're almost going to be referred to from here on as Adam Kochi Troll. I'm not a troll. Well, the troll is a person who generally gets into message boards and stirs things up and causes trouble, isn't it? Yeah, but they're very overt about it. I was kind of covert. very... I wasn't even covert. I was just not even so... Inter- my comments weren't even that interesting. Yeah. Well, ma- the maybe, person involved yeah. took umbrage at one thing. Yeah. And at least at least the person involved also messaged me to, to explain why he deleted it. Oh, okay. So there was an explanation that came with it. There was an explanation. And I said, look, I understand. I, I understand. Person X. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. I don't want to, you know, I didn't mean anything by it. It was just an offhand comment. Yep. So on and so forth. Yep. And no more was made of it. Right. Okay. So it wasn't unfriended or anything. But it just, it sort of begs the question. I mean, how many hacky jokes don't get, well, my comment wasn't even a, that much of a joke. Yep. Okay. The, the price we pay for being able to have a voice in social media. Yes. Okay. Now, we have free speech for a reason. Okay. Now, this this is what I'm getting at. I don't know why why we got to this now, but we did. How well, this, is, this is working better than homeopathic sleeping remedies, I must admit. I hope so. I hope so. My point is this. Yes. Okay. The point of free speech is not for me or you or anyone else just to just say something unmeted and unaccounted for. Okay. If I have an opinion, which yeah. I do, yeah. I, I don't like what Ida Buttrose said about, you know, Steel Saunders, yeah. for example. Yeah. Or anything. I'm allowed to say that. Okay. The society we live in, I'm allowed to say that. Yeah. And it's, and it can be heard. Okay. Then mm-hmm. your responsibility, if you disagree with me, is yeah. to say, that you disagree with me, and then thereby we have a discussion, not to just go. I didn't like what you said. I'm not going to listen to you. Yeah, you know. Okay, oh, that's an option, but the saner option is this: you don't like something I say, you tell me, okay, and then we we discuss it, and then we either, you know, we are you either sway me or I sway you, or we agree to disagree. That's how it should work. Right. So now it's a song by Dean Martin and um, Michael Bublé, is it? Sway. No. You See, know. I... I was, uh, my, my point... Yeah, is this going somewhere? But it's there. It's there, it's, I'm, I'm, there, is, no, there, there is no democracy in Facebook pages because people have the right to just remove it. That's, people well, think not, people think I, that Facebook... But then Facebook, as I understand it, is not purely the purest example of free speech. No, it's not. Okay, well, no one said it. Did anyone say it should ever be? No. But this, the example I'm talking, no, okay. I'm, My eyes, are, yeah, go on. <laughs> your eyes glazing. Yeah, they are a bit, yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> my, my whole point is that we saw, I described as undetailingly as I could without any sort of real detail. Yeah. Is a perfect model of how free speech should work. Yeah. But except that there's no one around to appreciate it unless I recount the tale fully uh-huh. and provide every little detail. Right. Okay. Oh, dear God. Get me out of this with you. Do you understand the point I'm trying to make? I understand, but I, I, lo- I now, lost the plot okay. ages ago and I was reading this thing on homeopathy while you were talking to me. Why, all right. What I, I think why I'm talking about this is we were talking before about uh, basically what was it about – 
about how we can't, uh, not you and I, I mean other people. Yes. How we should discuss things more. We've got, you know, um, if it was a lot of problems can just be solved by speaking and, and having a discussion rather than just automatically gainsaying what somebody else and taking up a harder stance. Now, you. There's that seminal whole, outburst again, yeah. <laughs> the, whole, the whole thing about me sl- slagging off in inverted commas Ida Buttrose, okay? It's kind of a, a very small example mm-hmm. of how, you know, discussions sometimes don't ensue when they should. I mean, you were you were basically, for comedic effect, slagging me off going, oh, you shouldn't have said that about this and yeah. Don Walker's that. Yeah. And, but you understand, where are you going? Yeah, I think so. Okay. But my... My whole contention with it is, I'm still allowed to say those things, but I have to. I have to. Even if I'm joking, they might come. They may come from a place of truth, or they may not. Even if I'm trying to make a crappy joke, I'm still allowed to say them. I don't. You know, if I if I want to stand by them, that's my own concern. And if I'm going to stand by them, then I need to defend them. But <laughs> even if they're jokes, this has caused you some deep hurt, hasn't it? Well, kind of. I'm, I'm, You're upset I'm, that you've been removed, and it's it's upset you. No, that I, haven't been, I haven't been removed. Well, your comment was, and a picture that, that you put up. Well, what, hang on, what picture are we talking about? Did you say you put a picture no, up? No, I didn't know. It was somebody else put a picture up. Ah, okay. There's so much whinging about how there are, tr- you know, about trolling, about how people make shitty comments on Facebook or YouTube. Yeah. Just sort of, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. Okay, your your podcast yeah. is meant to be about free exchanges of ideas. Yeah, not? yeah. Except it's except I have the kill button, so I can just take people off if I don't like it. That, that's okay. It's the equivalent of you deleting, you know, a comment. Yes. But then, who wins? Who wins in that instance? If you if I say something, you don't agree with it. If you just press dump, yeah. Okay. You know who is. Who is the more closed-minded? You, I don't see myself as an atheist in the truest sense of the word. Oh, right. Okay, so th- we've not re- we've indulged in a lot of sort of frippery and mucking about on various occasions, but I think he maybe was, it's he, time... He, he was in King Crimson, wasn't he? Frippery? <laughs> Robert Frippery, yes. Yeah, thank you. Robert Frippery, was... yeah, go on, yeah. <sighs> Have you been... Sp- you knocked- this has really affected you, hasn't it? Because I don't even know what the comment was. Uh, well, I'll t- I'll tell you off mic if you like. Oh, okay. Don't don't tell me off mic. Okay. So I, so can we get? Sorry, can, can I'll, we, I'll try and finish the thought. Okay. <laughs> hurry I mean, up, because I, I want to get back to Prince Charles. Oh, do we have to get back to Prince Charles? All right. My point, in a roundabout way, is oh, not enough discussions. Beating around the bush. Yeah. I am beating around the bush. The bush needs trimming. Oh, it doesn't ever it needs waxing. <laughs> Brazilian. The various, the various exchanges I've had with you and other people, yeah, whether they be in jest or not, they still make they still give me pause for thinking about the way we convey our thoughts. Yep. to each other. Yep. Um, and I've never really before I've been involved with you know you in this podcast, I've never really given it that much thought. And considering that I'm forty now, that's kind of alarming. Yeah. Um. So what I was getting at about not calling myself an atheist in the truest sense of the word, I mean, I, I like to think, I, I don't think, okay, if if you want to take the, I don't think usually, okay, or usually just play the drums, in it? 
Something like that, yeah. Go on, come on, get on with it. The, being an atheist, meaning being without God. Yeah. Okay, I can't... That, that's kind of the dictionary definition, if you like. Yes. But I... I, I, I you can edit it any of this. I can't know. edit. I don't want to have to edit. <laughs> Thank goodness this is up the end of the podcast. Come on, quick, quick, I, quick. I see myself more as an agnostic. All right. Okay, because... um. I, I don't have the 100% absolute uh, assuredness that there isn't some sort of higher power. No, you can't prove there isn't a teapot on the other side of the prove, sun, no. Can't prove, you can't prove a negative. Yes. The, like I said, these exchanges that I've been having with you and with other people, they've just given me, as you said, they've kind of made me think a real lot about how I conduct my, you know, how I express my ideas and how I even just conduct myself when uh, going throughout my day and going throughout the world. Yes. So I suppose what what it boils down to is that you and, and various other things that I listen to have actually affected me more than I care to admit. Right. Even now. Right. So that's, in my own twisted little way, that's a ringing endorsement. And I hope that just my, you know, my... Not testimony, but my what I'm that my what I'm saying makes other people think in terms of their own lives and the way they go about their their processes of reasoning things out. Yes. Does that make any sense at all? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> then I'm glad I went. This all started once because you made a comment about Arthur Comer and I invited you to be on the podcast. Mm. If I'd realised you were going to be so deep, I, I would have probably avoided it. But uh, but you're here now, and that's how it is. I think the thing is, don't worry about it. It's a drop in the ocean. I'm sure they'll forget about it in time, and we'll go on to slagging someone else off. Can we please get on to that? Rachel Roberts, chief executive, she was once sceptical. The royal... Fa- uh, she sees... Ch- we said that as a revolutionary. Um, he's now doing a U-turn... Did we say that? And the rest of the world's catching up to where Prince Charles has been for decades. So what we're saying is we're rapidly marching backwards at an alarming rate to try and catch up with Charles, who's completely run backwards. He's being anachronistic. Yeah, mm. Or is he? Yeah, or is he? Uh, of course, those who see alternative medicine, and particularly homeopathy, as bogus, and we're in that camp, aren't we? Yes. We definitely are. Yeah, Charles. Charles's passions for it only undermines his credibility. Well, I don't agree with that. You know why? Why is that? Because I don't <coughs> really think he had any credibility yeah. to begin <laughs> with. with. That's why. And they will argue that it is by no means due to the practice that he, like his mother, has only excused himself for public duties due to illness on a handful of occasions. But as the prince approaches his 65th birthday, which is already now, in rude health, huh, yeah. he I will... Like that. Yeah? I don't know why. I just It's just a curious curious expression. I never know whether it means you're well or... Or rudimentary. Yeah, or, or just rude, as in your health is rude and it's not yes. behaving it. He will no doubt find his faith in alternative medicine stronger than ever. And that's the story of Charles. Good old Charlie. Good on you, Chuck. Well done. Keep taking the tablets. Yeah, keep taking the homeopathic pills. (laughs) It's the least you can do. Well, 
Um, now, I don't have a lot more time to do anything okay. this week, so right. I'm going to have to go. And you filled up the last 10 minutes there with deep hurt and regret about things and stuff. Well, and maybe when I listen back to it, I'll have some idea of what you were talking about. But uh, it, Whatever it was that I said, I think it needed to be said on some level because it had been spinning around in what I call my brain for yep. weeks and weeks. Okay. Well, that's very good then. Okay. No, not. All right. I'm going to have. Sense dismiss- I sense a dismissive tone in your voice. Right? No, I have to go because I only okay. had a limited amount of time and something's okay. arrived that I have to deal with. Okay. You go and do that thing then. And I shall talk to you soon. Well, okay. you say that. Okay. No, I will talk to you soon. It's. Still, I don't. I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to. But I've got no choice. <laughs> I have. I am your last resort. Just remember that. I have pressing things that are pressing me. Okay, and I shall talk. I shall talk to you soon. Love and kisses. Loves and hugs. Bye, darling. Tara. Tara. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 